you'll reject, you'll reject all the way from your first cigarette to your last dying day. When you'll reject, if the spit hits the fan, you got brothers around, you're a family man. Welcome back to another episode of Suds and Cinema. My name's Kyle. I'm Jacob. I'm Josh. This is episode 91, and today we are reviewing West Side Story. Plus some other stuff we have been watching, and I don't think I have any news, so that's about it. What's going on with you guys? Well, (laughs) honestly, not that much. (laughs) I'm doing the same old things I'm always doing, you know. Uh, I have one thing. Yeah. What <laughs> can you explain? I've never broken a bone in my life. And Wednesday I was at work and <laughs> it's actually, it was a side tangent job that I wasn't even supposed to be on. So I didn't have my proper equipment, but I'm take, taking this ladder up to try to get through what's called a drop ceiling with the tiles Yep. to remove the tiles. And I'm using this huge extension ladder and it was not the right floor, and all of these things combined led to me falling down, falling off the ladder, and uh, broke my wrist. So, how was that? <laughs> In the moment, it was not fun. Was tried it to, like tried facing to break a weird my, way? Uh, I just tried to break my fall, which you should just, never do. Yes. Well, <laughs> tell that to the human kind instinct, of, Jacob. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm a boulder now. I'm used to falling all the time. So I fucked yeah. my wrist up. I think I probably broke it at one point, but I fall all the time. So, luckily, not compound or like a break. Yeah, I it would hope not. Kind of the bone just sticking out of the side. Of <laughs> just it. in what's called an avulsion fracture, but no surgery or anything. Then no surgery. They don't do anything for that, really. Pretty much treat it like a sprain, and just wait like six to eight weeks. Yep. I was reading like 10 to 12. But really? I don't know. Probably to be 100%. To fully, yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Done that before. I have not. <laughs> but it sounds painful. Mine, yeah, I went to grab the rim and slipped off and mm. fell straight on my wrist. So yeah. That's why my left <laughs> wrist clicks. And it like, uh, I wore that um, brace for the entire season. Oh, yeah. And it hurt really bad. I have never broken a bone still. I don't think I, I mean, I'm sure I don't know if it, it will happen broken, but eventually. It definitely clicks and it hurts still like if I'm lifting. The worst the injury I ever had was that ankle. Oh, yeah, that was bad. It was really bad. They're like, oh, it'd be better if you broke it. I'm like, thanks. Next time I will. Yes, that's it. what I mean. That is true. Like sprains, it leaves you just liable in the future for more injury. Yeah. Whereas a break, at least it'll heal yeah, stronger. It's a bone, so. it'll, and it comes back stronger. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, my ankle's never been bad since, but that was back when I was still indestructible. Now I'm old and brittle. Yeah, that was ten years ago. <laughs> Everything. 12, I'm I'm so afraid all the time now of <laughs> just twisting the wrong way too fast, <laughs> and it, mm. my back hurts for a week. Closer and closer to death every day. <laughs> yeah. Can't wait. <clears throat> I used to be able to hit be hit by like a bus and be fine. Now it's like, eh. ow. <laughs> yep. Well, that's about it. Um, so drank some pain away last night, ready to keep it going. What do we got? <laughs> so I actually will say that I don't think we'll classify it as, as anybody's pick because I think we are all wanting this or anticipating this. Yeah. This is, we've talked about this. We've coming. talked about this brewery on the show a lot and this is our first 
opportunity to drink it for the show. So that it is. So as an investor, (laughs) early investor, I basically own this beer. But yeah, yeah, Josh can um, introduce it here. He definitely knows the most. Yep. Yep. And I actually got it in. I texted the brewer so I could get the actual hops that are in it. Hmm. So we have good information from there. Um, But we are drinking Doom Claw, which is by Ogma Brewing, which took uh, about a decade to open. (laughs) But it's worth it. No, but uh, literally though, it's been. It was supposed to open three years ago, right? Yeah, I think eighteen. Yeah, yeah, like for New Year's, but oh, 2018, it was supposed to. Open. Yep, they ran into. We've talked about before. They ran into a bunch of bureaucracy, bureaucracy, and bunch of bullshit. Bureaucracy, bureaucracy. Beer. Yeah. <laughs> so well, Jackson hates businesses, even though they love, they need it, but they make it so difficult. Yeah, but so they finally opened. I've been there four times now. I think. Been there once. Definitely the best brewery in Jackson. Sorry, Wyatt. I know you listen. <laughs> but um yeah, uh just just my style of brewery. It's like a very like metal, heavy metal, like centric um brewery. Ogma is the god of communication. So that's kind of the play on mm. you drink. Is it like a Norse god? Something like that, yeah. I have no idea. Sounds either. like Agma sounds like Odin or something. So yeah, super like super cool art, Nordic super thing. cool. Uh, the three the three guys that run it, uh, Troy, Kevin, our brothers, and then Andrew Volk um, is like the social media presence. Um, so they have a brewer, a carpenter, and uh, um, and a social media guy. So it's walk like into a, a bar and three guys walk into <laughs> a bar. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, shout out to them. Um, I've been buddies with them for a long time. Troy uh, used to brew at Dark Horse, um, our original brewer at Grand River when I was there. Buddies with him, so I've you know I've known these guys for a long time, and it's it's awesome to see them be able to do what they're doing now um, and do it ex- obviously exceedingly well. Um, so yep, with with that being said, like I said, Doomclaw, we're sitting at six and a half percent, no IBUs listed, but I would assume that's right around probably 65 um and we have um simcoe centennial and apollo hops we're in the boil and then dry hopped with simcoe and amarillo which i'm thoroughly surprised that i love this beer so much because amarillo because i don't like simcoe or amarillo oh, so <laughs> so much. Yeah. but i guess with the grain bill and everything that's uh working with it uh it's perfectly balanced and i you know i really really love this beer and Maybe potentially have him on as a guest at some point. So yep. he was and open to the idea. So. Related to our movie because you know, oh yeah, it's a tragedy, right? Uh, a tragic drama type movie where doom. You know, they're doomed from the beginning, <coughs> and they have the claws of death. They have to claw their way out mm-hmm. of. Yeah, that's <laughs> pulling them in. You Beautiful. know, and it takes place in America, and it's American yeah, IPA. Boom. Like it's just fits airtight airtight Airtight. uh, compare or a connection perfect representation of the movie we're about to talk about after yep so without further ado i haven't had this so i'm pretty excited about it do you have to clarify because there's some nerd screaming listening to this right now Ogma is from Irish and Scottish mythology not wow Wow, i was way off (laughs) well they're supposed nearby to supposedly invented Agham, Agham, which is the script in which Irish Gaelic was first written. There you go. Nice. Boom. 
There you go. All those Irish listening to our show. Ooh, that smell. I know. It's like, that smells amazing. <laughs> it's been my go-to IPA for sure. I I get it every time I go in there. There I, we go. I like, thr- See, I like crave it. That has that like piney freshness that I just love with IPAs. The what mm. originally got me into them. Yeah. Like honestly, I'm falling off pretty hard off New England's. Oh, same. I'm falling off pretty hard on IPAs in general. Me too. But I think it has to do. No, I if I see like a regular IPA versus like a hazy or New England, I'm always regular. Going yeah, for the regular. I'm back on. Yeah, like they have two doubles, and I've only tasted them, but I've never ordered a a glass of it. Yeah, because I'm not. It's just not what I want anymore. But this, but this reminds me of what I love to buy IPAs. It, that happy bitterness, but mm-hmm. piney flavor, so it's very refreshing. And yep. So yeah, um, this is it. It's even better straight out of the tap. Yeah, for sure. Because this is a is a uh, crowler, so it <laughs> was poured into the can and then sealed. So it probably lost a little bit of carbonation. Obviously, it it doesn't affect it. It's minuscule, but. Getting it straight from draft is so good. And also, when we talk about freshness, IPAs are the best for that, right? Because mm-hmm. they were meant to be preserved yep. for long periods of time. Yep. So, mm-hmm. awesome beer. Good job, guys. I would say you described it very well. Per, uh, that being perfectly balanced. Yep. Yeah. I, th- I, I don't I just know. Think, yeah. There's like. Yeah. You can't taste. Not like too hoppy. Nothing's not fighting bitter. against each other. Yeah. It's clean. Super smooth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, but it's, all the flavor notes are still there. Yep, they could do some big. I things. told Troy, I was like, "Man, this is like, this reminds me of what Monkey Mouth used to be." <clears> like <throat> when I first, when I Monkey Mouth from Grand River was like yeah. my my IPA of choice, and the it was this the is, first IPA I ever had. No, I mean first IPA I liked <laughs> was, was Monkey, Monkey Mouth. Mouth. Yeah. Yep, and so yeah, it's oops. feels good. Feels good to have a a nice great or like a great ipa to drink no offense why i still do like monkey mouth but this is Honestly, more of my wheelhouse nowadays i loved when uh grand river did that west coast east coast oh yeah ipa thing those are great yep yep and they obviously grand river still does do a great job but oh yeah this is just like my style of ipa like dry piney clean crisp and just like crushable like yeah get rid of that malty sweet haziness <laughs> i'm ready for this yeah it's so good like that wet hop flavor well good job troy cheers I'm gonna come. yeah like i said troy would is interested in coming to the show but he's gonna obviously gonna be a little bit while they settle in in the yeah the maybe we can <coughs> maybe we can um do it after the new year sometime and when we've had a few episodes give us a break and then maybe we can get a couple of their beers to try yep and have him because then he'd be able to obviously have the most knowledge on their own we'll beer. it'll be we'll do a fucking on-site we'll just do it there yeah we could first on-site <laughs> on-site oh my god need to let us in the if they're like closed or after hours yeah or they, they don't open up until four i think during the week so yeah. you ready to get this review going yes no I just want to sit here. All right, so we're talking West Side Story. West Side Story is written by Tony Kushner uh, based on the stage and stage play and book by Arthur 
Lawrence, Lawrence, uh, directed by Steven Spielberg, stars Ansel Elgort, Rachel Ziegler, Ariana DeBose, and David Alvarez. Plot synopsis reads, an adaptation of the 1957 musical West Side Story explores forbidden love and the rivalry between the Jets and the Sharks, two teenage street gangs of different ethnic backgrounds. Let's take a listen to a clip. What's forever? Like, I want to be with you forever. You don't want to start maybe with, I'd like to take you out to coffee? No. I want to take you to a shop full of nuts for a cream cheese sandwich on a raisin bread. This ain't casual like that. Oh. I want to be with you forever. Quiero estar contigo para siempre. Quiero estar con... con... con contigo, with you, contigo. para siempre. Siempre. All right, what did you guys think of West Side Story? So, I liked it. There we go. (laughs) I thought this was like a good representation. We always talk about how uh, a lot of these ones that are plays moving to movies, even though this was a movie before, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Usually they feel like they're on that kind of like stage or set or Mm -hmm. if you look at Into the Heights or uh, that one uh, with... In the Heights? (laughs) We always mess up. (laughs) In the Heights. You always mess up. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, that one with uh, Chadwick Bosman. Oh, fuck. Uh, My Rainies? Yeah. Black Dahlia. Like those, always, those felt kind of small, right? In a comparison, um, this in yeah. the heights, I wouldn't. Say in the that. heights, not so much, except for the pool part. That was terrible. Yeah. But this felt more like a movie, right? It, a lot of locations, a lot of moving to locations. It wasn't like so much stop and closed in. Obviously, they had those moments, but mm-hmm. I felt like this was a good mix between the two. I thought it looked good. A lot of interesting shots, honestly. Very, I don't know who the cinematographer was, but. It's his boy. He always works with um, fucking, Mm -hmm. god damn it. I can't think of his name now. (laughs) Yeah, his boy. So Spielberg still has it. It definitely was something that was done with a director with a lot of experience and also not afraid to move into more modern spaces. I think the biggest thing that suffered from was the story itself, which obviously you can't like, I, it's hard to fault that really <laughs> because it is already a set story and a right. set play, but man, it's pretty bad. Honestly. Yeah. Like it's bad. It is. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like music. Fine. You know, a lot of classic that we all know that have gone down forever, mm-hmm. but it's just, the story itself is so simple, even almost more so than Romeo and Juliet, which this is obviously off of, right? Right. It's just, it's hard to buy into the love story, and that's the biggest part of the uh. movie. It, like, the whole story is based on this love between these two and, like, what that can be, and it's so weak that it's kind of hurts the entire movie because that's the main point but everything else technically acting singing choreography i thought was pretty well done but like the story just sucks (laughs) it's not good yeah um 
agree with most of that. I mean, if you don't buy in, then it definitely hurts it. I am bought in. I I know it's it's corny. It's a musical. Like you you have to really check your you know your beliefs at the door. Like okay, you know you know what you're gonna you you know what you're expecting when you watch this, and especially from seeing the original. I think we watched it like school or something, yeah. high school or something, or middle school maybe even. Which it's old. Sixty one. I think. Sixty one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this Holy is shit. four years after the stage play. I mean, that's usually what they do. They do quick turnarounds. So if it's super that, like, successful, years they'll adapt old? it. Yeah. My well, the original God. play itself was what? 50. Did you say four years? 57, I think. So 57. So that's how old this, old this play is. Um, and it hasn't been redone since 61. Which I, I honestly don't remember the original that much. I feel mm-hmm. like there was a lot of modern things they, that felt like they probably added to it. Or maybe it was just ahead of its time. But... I do feel like there's <coughs> I know a modern things the added it to it. Well, one ob- very one very obvious thing, the, and then the trans woman. Yeah, yeah, and then I don't know. Mm, I know there's like shuffling of songs, um, but besides that, I don't remember the original either. So I yeah. can't tell you what was added, but right. it felt pretty modern. Yeah, but I did love the set pieces. Mm-hmm. I loved the dirtiness that you know that they they created because all the buildings are obviously torn down so there's dust everywhere and they they added a lot of cool like uh choreography where they would you know kick up the dust and then they'd be dancing in this dusty love that step up with the rain and being (laughs) kicked up love it uh yeah like obviously all the songs are classics and they were done very very well in this in this adaptation um you know acting was great i mean I don't. There's not really anyone bad. No, I would say. And I was also wondering. I didn't look this up. But I meant to to see if a lot of these people actually do the Broadway show. Um, like because a lot of those these actors were like nobody. I know uh, Maria is actually like eighteen. Was seventeen when she was cast there or something? So. <coughs> yeah, the only one that's age appropriate because <laughs> they did not look age appropriate everyone else is but 40. like it's normal you're used to that but like yeah. it was that doesn't I'm like, make oh it okay. yeah they're high schoolers because when they went to the high school gym i was like yeah oh yeah this is high schoolers yeah i mean this should just moved it to 20 year olds or something like make it somewhat more believable yeah yeah but either way um still look like like i think that some of those like I said, actors or extras were, have to be in the Broadway, I would assume. Yeah. Just because of the the way they, they the were. The triple threat. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it. It's incredibly too long. <laughs> I was I wanted it to end like hour before it did. <laughs> and that's not like it's just a, it's just that's how it is. Yeah, I don't think the pacing was too bad, honestly. I but it was, it was long. I was also pretty tired. So it was like, mostly like long. the last half hour. I'm like, damn another mm. i looked at him like there's still half an hour left on this I'm like, Ooh. but yeah it gave gave me some of the same like nostalgia that i remember from the first one with the snapping was really cool and they didn't do it at like the direct i love the intro it was like five minutes before the first word was spoken yeah yeah the I intro like the introduction between when the jets and sharks meet for the first time that was really cool um but yeah i i enjoyed it quite a bit actually and um, Sorry. yeah it was it was fun um okay yeah the, the, from the start i will say that like this is not 
for me, no matter like it could be a, like a technical masterpiece or whatever, and I'm still not going to love it. it. Yeah. Or just like, like it. Like <clears throat> it's, uh, it's just, I like music. I get, I can buy into musicals and stuff. Like I love La La Land and, uh, you know, that's like a much more cinematic, but that wasn't adapted from right. a stage Yeah, that play, was right? a movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, you know, other musicals and stuff, and I'm trying to think of a play that specifically was adapted into a movie that I really like. But what you were saying about it not feeling so stage and play-like, I definitely agree it's more cinematic than Ma Rainey's, but I think it might be less so than In the Heights really? because of his, like, there's some extreme measures taken i don't know let's start with like the lighting like well, i okay. hated the lighting so i felt like this was cinematic but also in a way that it emphasized that it was a stage play and i liked the mix of that like, like it like yeah, looked like the most high budget stage play ever yes. like every like everywhere yeah. you could tell like they that could be a stage but like it isn't you yeah. know Cause they had like a lot of background and like yeah. people, just normal people moving around stuff. But yeah, I loved certain m- like moments that were like her singing and the spotlight was on the building, mm-hmm. you know, like it was kind of a weird mix and I, I thought it worked pretty well. Yeah. See, I don't like that because it made <laughs> me feel like, okay, now this is definitely a play, <laughs> but like you gotta, you gotta mix a play with a movie and like, I feel, how do you do that better? Do you think like in the Heights was better? Uh, felt more like a movie at least, or just Maybe. just a movie. Yeah. Whereas like, just those these there's these choices that he makes that make it so obvious that it's that it is like a an adaptation of a stage play. But I feel and I it, mean obviously I, that was nobody's gonna watch this though. Yeah, nobody's gonna watch this and and not know that going into it so yeah but i'm saying if i'm watching a movie i want it to be feel like a movie and not feel like a mix between a play and a movie yeah that's just me again like i yeah you like that aspect to it but i feel like it wasn't every scene like i don't know like the beginning a lot of them walking through the cities and stuff that felt like it wasn't a set okay like and so now moving on to just the production design and everything like everything looked so fake and like clean like it looked so um what's the word i'm thinking of like manicured like everything all the dirt that was there like sure you could call it dirty or whatever but it looks like it was there like placed there not like not not organic like everything just felt so. And that's why it feels like a stage play. Yeah, produced. It, it, that's why I liked it. It was like a mix between too, a yeah. stage and cinematic. Like obviously it's set there because you need them kick up the dirt or something like that. But I don't know. I didn't feel like it was so. Like there was a, it was very dirty and sweaty and like. Yeah, but all of that just feels fake because it doesn't feel organic. Like all of that just looks like it was placed there, not like it was not because it was <laughs> exactly though that's what i'm saying though is it, it that's a bad thing like i mean yeah like you said it's all the building but like is it a bad thing if it's like purposeful well it's either you buy it or you don't like 
Uh, that's uh, that Kyle's. is a production design choice that I don't like. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. And is we, that's that's we what might, I'm saying. I like it. It can be purposeful, but it's a choice that I don't like. Cinematic and play. Like I feel like In the Heights was trying to go too far into cinematic, and it didn't work that well for it, and it suffered because of that. And then Ma Rainey's was too much of the play, and it suffered for that. Where this is like trying to bring in like the good parts of both. Okay, but like you, you can the set stage, aside like the big movements and like the placements that are super set, but it's meant for this grandiose visual. And you also have like a lot of the cinematic moments that you wouldn't be able to see in like a stage play. Set aside the stage and you're cinematic. wrong. <laughs> Set aside those those comparisons and look at what like the story is trying to tell, like this impoverished suck, suck. area of New York, I the think slums, the and it doesn't feel like that. Telling of the story, yeah, it doesn't feel like of that kind of like story. Yes, yeah. But I'm saying that when he makes everything look so like shiny and polished and not, even though it's dirty or whatever, it just doesn't feel shiny dirt. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it really is like, I don't know how else to put it, but it's just very like produced and manicured. And when it, when it comes across like that, it doesn't, it doesn't make me feel like they're in this like rough area of New York. Like you should feel. So I didn't feel that most of the time until the end when it got really dark. Honestly, it felt really up to that point. I mean, I never feel that with musicals because it's supposed to be these gangsters like dancing around doing twirls and shit like i'm not gonna find that like what that's what very and they're in high, and they're in high school yeah i'm not gonna find that really intimidating <laughs> but once, once the gun was involved and like it started getting more serious i did feel it was pretty dark at that point there was a total shift yeah but sure. it felt I don't know, pretty all the dark. stuff at the end like the last like you said last half hour i felt like that stuff was rushed yeah and i hated again this goes back to the story but like the story was shit yeah, I just th- this story is not like you said. It's not good. You're it's right. Not good. I don't. I don't remember anything about the original or whatever. But watching this and like seeing these motivations and then reactions to things that happen. I guess. I mean, it's we bad. can't really spoil it. It's this has been out for so long. No, the story we, we doesn't can change. You can't spoil it. Yeah, this is a sixty year old <laughs> at least. Story. But reactions to things that happen, like I'm like, what the fuck? That is, it yeah. just makes no sense. Like, I mean, honestly. The love between these two are yeah. awful. Yeah. I mean, well, they literally overnight. met at a dance after she was with somebody. <laughs> they looked across the room, smiled at each other, and all of a sudden are in love completely so much, so deep, so intense that they're willing. She's willing to accept that her boyfriend killed her brother. Killed <laughs> her brother. And, and then she fucks him that night. That night. Oh, yeah, the, baby. night the night that her that he, brother yeah, was dead. killed, stabbed to death by him. I'm just like, oh, this is problematic. Like, this is bad. Kinky, baby. And then she, that one girl almost gets raped. Anita. Yeah, they. Uh, that was a weird scene, too. Yeah, almost gets raped. And like, then she calls, ad- like, uh, Valentina calls them all, like, rapists, and it's like, was that supposed to be, like, implied rape right there? I didn't know if it was supposed to be rape, or they're just, like, messing with her, but the way they went, it felt like that. Well, her her dress was undone. Yeah, exactly. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then at, right after that... And that they, one girl was, like, is, like, against her, and then she's, like, defending her so hard, like, two seconds later, I'm like, yeah. what the fuck is happening? And, like, that was so bad at the end, and, like, there... I, I think get, the end is pretty I feel bad. Like, like the, the story would have worked so much better. Like, I get the story eventually was supposed to show these two sides working together, right? 
But literally yeah. that all like didn't felt so unnatural at the end. Well, it really just it just concludes with them like carrying his body off together. Yeah, why? Yeah. Why? Why do they care at all? Like like what brought them to that? The love yeah. that that's between her and him. Mm-hmm. Again, that was just bad. I feel like the end was rushed. Was I mean, bad. we can't yeah, don't. That's what I'm saying. It's hard to like rate it and everything and based on like the story that was already set no in you have to base your rating on the movie that's produ- produced yeah, from the, the story that was but if the there. story is so bad it's yeah, hard. The you telling the same story you can't so fault why? that you can't fault the movie for telling the story which is where I'm at yes you can it's, it's the same like, story that's what I'm like, saying it's like why is that to be the made the story's laid though? out so it's I like don't know. I feel like he could have adapted in a way that was better than mm-hmm. what the original was because like the story it. is so basic so that's fine i mean but it's a direct adaptation it's i always a, it's go back a, to this. peter jackson completely changed a shit ton in lord of the rings yeah but that's what but he was it going worked for. great if anything they're like equals in separate ways right sure but that's what he was going for spielberg went for a direct adaptation of the and original. was that the best choice i mean sure he changed updated some things like you guys said just, but yeah it's just the story is bad so it's hard to make everything even if everything else is great it's hard to like elevate it so much when the story itself is just so not good mm. blame the original screenplay i do <laughs> that's or the same it it's i do the movies it's the same story though the story's in the movie so it gets it gets the same you have to judge i mean that's part of the that's part of what goes into it i guess your rating so I don't think you can. I don't think you can say like a movie. Let's say there's like an older movie that's a terrible story, and it gets remade, like the exact same story, but it's like again like a technical marvel. It's the acting is all superb and everything. It's shot beautifully, but the story is just bad. It's like, well, no, you can't fault it for. But you can. Yeah, be, you have gonna. to. Why? Because that's the because it's the story. Story is like one of the most important. Like aspects. you could say it's a better remake. Like let's say the movie and the I previous think, movie was not I done well, it, not acted well, I mean, and the story's bad. You can give it I'm, more credit than the previous yes, one, but you yeah. can't like. Because I ha- I don't remember, but I I think if I rewatch the original, this will be better. I can't speak exactly. I can from almost that. guarantee I've heard that. that. I've heard that it's probably better. I can, but I can probably guarantee that it will be better than the original but does that still make it a good story i mean it's like you can almost give more credit to shakespeare that was written in he wrote this in the 1400s so that yeah if the story is kind of basic whatever he was the first one to do it fucking centuries ago <laughs> versus we're still doing that story and not really elevating it in 2021 like can you really forgive it as much? Yeah, it's sixty years yeah. old, but there's a lot of movies that are sixty years old that are have better stories. And I want to talk about the music a little bit too, because I forgot or I didn't know that all of these well, the big songs, I didn't know that all of these were from West Side Story. Like oh, yeah. the songs that they were singing, I was like, Holy shit, I there's know this. So many big ones. Yeah, there's like so many <laughs> massive songs. Like, yeah. And I think so I think <laughs> A few of them are deserve really it, good, some don't. but and then some of them like <laughs> the Maria song, Maria, 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 yeah. Maria, Maria. I'm like, oh my god, like this song. is repetitive. No, yeah, there's some, so there's repetitive. some of the songs. A, a lot of them are pretty repetitive in like the lyrics and stuff. And 
I still I think like all the music pretty is and... composed pretty well, but yeah, some of the lyrics I'm just like, God, this is pretty bad, pretty corny and like repetitive. Yeah, some are good. Again, yeah, some I really I like. Knew, like I knew like I give half credit where credit's them, due. Yeah, yeah, a lot of them I'm like, oh, I've heard parodies of this. I've seen it in other things, but I didn't know it was from West Side Story. Yeah, because it's been so, so long, long since we sixty four years read that. Yeah, but yeah, I didn't think like I don't know if a musical is gonna get like a lot of credit or like me so to love I it. I need to love like, like all in the, the music heights, and all the like songs. The, some like a song in that was really amazing. Or Hamilton. I There's haven't so even ma- thought of in the heights. Okay, Hamilton has a, a shit ton of amazing music. Like you look at the writing. Yeah, but of you that, like Lin Manuel. I don't like him at all. He's not a great singer and stuff. No, no, no. Himself. I don't think I don't like his writing style. You don't know Hamilton though. I've like, listened to their music though. Yeah, but you like look it. at and the writing and that all is so f- like well done. And this is I could write a song like this, you know? Yeah, yeah, like they're well known, but are they good? Not really. I like them more than mm-hmm. anything Lin Manuel. Mm, no, <laughs> not even close. I don't like that corny rap bullshit. Thing. <laughs> it's not corny. It's, That's it like a so style. Cor- it's know, a style, and I hate it. It takes so <laughs> much influence from sh- so many things in rap that even I sure tons of rappers can respect Hamilton. Sure, they can respect it. I respect him. I think he's saying. I think he's saying print the lyrics out, put them page by page. If you had no music to go off of, you could like Lin Manuel's lyrics and like. Way yeah, better. it's just better. Way better. Sure. And Eminem's Way a great better. rapper, too. <laughs> Way less, re- almost not repetitive at all, and like completely original and well done. Yeah. It's just complex and in sure. a way that this is. I'm not discrediting close. him. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not discrediting it at all. And obviously, yeah. he's won Tony's yeah, 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 and yeah. shit for it. Like, or not well, Tony's. Um, everything. Grammys. I know, but what's the big. Not No, there's like a big, like. For Tonys, is it the Tonys? Yeah, okay. yeah. Oh, for Broadway, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Tonys. Okay, okay. The to- he's one of obviously multiple <clears throat> Tonys, so like obviously he's amazing and great, but just not for me. And I, I didn't like it. Yeah, that's I don't fair. Like his but music I'm saying all. objectively, his writing, objectively, his songs sure. are way better, <laughs> way better. Yeah, objectively, yes. He's working and he's operating in, you know, also like 2010s and or but earlier. Even like then, I'm later. saying like this Hamilton has made insane more money than those have ever made uh, yeah i bet west side story has made a lot of money mm, i don't think as much as it's hamilton. still on broadway hamilton is too you want to pay yeah, but hamilton's you five go years see old hamilton pay like three thousand dollars for a ticket <laughs> it's crazy yeah i wanted to go see I don't it know when they the were still playing it was like ten thousand dollars for one ticket i mean west side story has 50 years plus yeah that's what i'm saying also. there's no way hamilton has more money but maybe quicker yeah money. but it will stand the sure. test of time for Absolutely. sure i agree okay well comparing stage play now apples to apples just, they're both stage plays <laughs> yeah i'm just i mean Hamil- it's a, it's when a Hamilton long way to gets say a that movie by spielberg it'll be better <laughs> it's a long way to say that the music isn't some of this music is really good it's not yeah. all amazing no and that's for a musical like that's a huge part of it that needs to be i think everything needs to be amazing but did you know the uh Valentina or whatever the actress is from the original plays Anita in the original. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did not know no, that, but, but it makes sense. Mm-hmm. She was a good singer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I was going to say about the character adding, uh, I wish it was just, 
I don't know. It felt it felt like more forced. It felt forced that they needed to point it out that she was trans rather than like it being so obvious because you knew from the moment that you saw her. So like when they Him. have the um yeah. It, yeah. They them. I don't know. They the never actress says their pronouns. So. The actress is uh, nine. Says, I'm yeah. not a, I know. I'm but not the, a girl. The so him. Yeah. Actor. Sorry. The actor is non-binary. So them. I think. <laughs> I feel like it's All not right. bad Sons unless if you canceled. don't know. We're done. No, <laughs> if you don't know the pronouns, then yeah. it's not bad. Okay. I, but anyway, and according to the movie, it was a man. So I'm gonna yes. say man. Okay. Him. Him. When they point out, uh, with him in the police station when they like because that stuff is all added so it feels like it's forced that they had to point it out really forced, rather than just like it being there and not having to point it out which it feels like honestly i I felt the character the the itself like that whole character was kind of pointless (laughs) well that character is that character's in the original and that even if it's in the original is pointless it felt like a MacGuffin, like in order to tell them that this person had the gun and did this like it felt like it was nest like how also going with that how the police know that that gino guy had a gun gino gino yeah some people said like gino and some people said it gino. sounded like gino i but thought it was gino. gino for half of it and then but like i don't know because they said like gino you know <laughs> so i don't know yeah but when they said like the officer said, "Yeah, he said Chino. Chino, but he could be wrong. It's like Chino the whole time, you know. <laughs> He's allowed to talk like that. He's half Mexican. It's true. I'm allowed to. <laughs> I'm Hispanic. We are. Don't cancel me. I'm allowed to talk like that. <laughs> My we're, family we're speaks the, that we're way. We're on the nice right now. <laughs> no. Yeah, we're trying. I am hard. Hispanic. My You're name down. is Jacob Sadania. <laughs> also, didn't love Ansel. Think he could have got a better. I didn't like love his performance." Oh yeah, this is. Uh, I didn't even finish my statement. I did not that. So what do you? The think? actor that played, uh, what's his character? Anybody's. The actor that played anybody's. I Donnie? thought she was. Or they were the worst. The played who? Anybody's. What the hell is that? That's Other the name people. of the character. Who? What person is that though? The trans. Oh. Guy. Gotcha. I just didn't. I. I didn't. I thought that acting. I thought the was rest the of the acting was pretty. It was but bad. she came. Uh, they came yeah. from, um, Broadway. Also, they're not really. Yeah, but Broadway are supposed to be good actors. Yeah, but they're over. Mm, yeah, they're like overly zealous. And yeah, they usually overact. You have to. Yeah, yeah. And that could be taken as like bad acting. It's not subtle. Yeah, no. <laughs> can't be. You wouldn't notice that on the stage. Exactly. <laughs> but when you're behind a camera. Yeah. Come on, Steven. Where's your directing? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, mostly I was fine with the acting except for them. Holy yeah. shit. She's 90. The uh, uh, Veronica or what? Holy oh, yeah, shit. She was in the original, which was 61. So she just turned 90. 60 oh years my ago. God. She'd have been 29. Yeah. She does not look 90. No, she didn't look 90. She looks 70. Since, yeah. Good for her. Well, I don't know about 70. She looked 80. <laughs> 70s look pretty old. <laughs> she didn't look 90. Yes. That's Either way, she looks at least a decade younger than she is. Okay. Yeah. She could still sing. Mm-hmm. That's hard to project that kind of lung capacity at 
fucking 90. Well, well, yeah, there's called she's uh, mic'd up. mics. Yeah. <laughs> she's not on the stage projecting to, her the, to the balcony. Give her the whatever praise she deserves. Uh, she got it. Rita Moreno. I would. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All day. <laughs> All day. What? <laughs> Yo quiero estar contigo para siempre. Kyle. I thought siempre meant always. Always, yeah. For it's always. Forever. It's the same thing. That's what I thought. Yeah. But she said forever. I'm like, it's the same thing. I think it's technically translated always. Said but for always, forever, same thing. <laughs> yeah, right. but siempre doesn't mean ever. But it doesn't mean anything because it's Spanish. She's saying para siempre, which would mean for always. For forever. For always. Because she said siempre. Forever. But it's for always. So it's the same thing. You can't directly translate words because it doesn't actually translate. You know, in the 2009 Broadway, Lynn Manuel translated? Little known okay. fact. And it got revived in 2010 in Detroit. Did you know he's a Puerto Rican also? Is he, is he actually Puerto Rican? Yeah. Good for him. Mm-hmm. Which means he's American because it's part of America. That is pretty There's cool. only 48 states. Jacob. Yeah, why was that? <laughs> there was not 48 states. I didn't I get know. that part. But yeah, there, there was only 48. Why is it when that when this came out? It was when that period that was, was before Alaska Hawaii and Alaska. And Alaska yeah. Really? Yeah, it's oh in my the God. 50s. I didn't know that. It's in 57. But <laughs> Alaska didn't have to like here. Seven why, is yeah, Puerto, it why is Puerto Rico not a state? Too too far away. But Hawaii's further. But Hawaii's cool. I'm just so kidding. is Puerto Rico. I'm just kidding. I don't know. It makes no sense because like people wise, they have way more in Wyoming or Rhode Island sure. and shit. Definitely more than Wyoming. And they're closer than Hawaii. Detroit has more than so why Wyoming. The, like, why the fuck aren't they a state? Uh, I don't know. Maybe there, my, there's got to be something there. That's my digress. Because we want uh, even 50. We don't want 51. I want 51. We want 50. I want a 51 in my lifetime. Give us another state. Puerto Rico. They were both added in 59, so. Yep. If this takes place in, it's I mean, the original play was fifty-seven. So, either way, Puerto Rico should be a state. <coughs> sure. put, a, put a petition out there in Washington D.C. Change.org. D.C. Also, we should have two more states. But whatever. But fifty-seven. I digress. <laughs> okay, yeah, we're way off topic now. Um, anything else to say on West Side Story? Nope. Mm-mm. Ratings out of five stars. I give it a three point five. I also gave it 3.5. I think it's probably closer to 3.5, but I'm going three because, to be honest, I was pretty bored the whole time. Uh, also, needs subtitles. No, mm. I liked it better without subtitles. You mean the Spanish subtitles? No, or no, 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 no when not translated. Spanish? No, no, no. Just sometimes their accent I was mean, so strong that it when was hard I watch to it, the English. next time I watch it with subtitles, but I love that they didn't put subtitles. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm glad that they didn't put, I'm just saying it would have helped. When, what movie, I, I was having this conversation with Alyssa after we watched it. What movie did we talk about that where it, it's more, it makes more sense uh, that they were, that they blended a lot of Spanish Coco? and English? No. Well, in the Heights? It could have been in the Heights. I think it was. Because I comment, I said it. Yeah, I don't know. We were talking about that before. Well, there you go. Makes sense. Yeah, another musical. The, this one, I like the way that they handle it in this one a lot more than I in love the Heights. that. I love they didn't put subtitles mm-hmm. in the Heights and either. 
Yeah, I love that. No, I liked it a lot, but I think even I understood almost all of it. Even parts of the English, Spanish. No, no, no. That's probably Spanish itself. I'm saying sometimes the accent was so heavy that some of the English got. But like, I don't know what you're talking about. It was easy to understand the whole time. (laughs) Yeah, I'm allowed to do that again. (laughs) If I ever watch it again, I'll definitely have subtitles on though. (laughs) Yeah. Um. Cool. You want to move on to other stuff we've watched? Mm-hmm. I am ready to move on to other stuff I've watched. Now, let's let's before we do that. I've been thinking for a long time of uh, of what we should name this segment. You know, mm, yeah. I mean, we have you, you know like other stuff. Other stuff we watched. What else <laughs> we've been watching? That's just so matter of fact and on the nose. You know, and um, we got a little bone to pick with. Um, friend of the show, Brad at Cinema Speak, because he stole the term um, micro reviews, which would make much more sense for our show. Micro reviews, mm, true. Micro breweries, but we could take micro it one re-brews. step further. We could go nano. Nano it's reviews. True. There's only three of us. <laughs> we qualify as nano. Sure. So. Petition is out there. Brad also Nano stole uh, our beer whole thing too. Brad, the beer. Hmm? Yeah, they like. He's like we. They had an episode where he's like, actually, our friends do that already. Oh, the beer. Yeah. Well, he usually drinks energy drinks, I believe. But Just every once in a while, beer. a beer sneaks in there. Brad, we have a bone to pick with you. Just yeah, kidding. we'll trade you. <laughs> no, it's no, been around. It's been around much it. much longer than <laughs> than we have. Um. But, yeah, nano reviews. Nano reviews. Yay. I'm, a, I'm, yay. Pretty good, right? Come. come. I'm going to come. I'm going to come. Mm. There you go. Mm. All right, from episode 91 forward, moving on nano to reviews. nano reviews. Well, so, uh, what do you guys got? I, I two. Want, you know, I have one, but I'm on my little kick here of climbing documentaries. So, <laughs> yep, I saw that. <laughs> I had to add in, uh, so I, I free solo. <laughs> Is the meme that everybody asks climbers if they've seen it? Obviously, everybody has. And then there's the Alpinist, which I just watched. Mm-hmm. And now I watch the one that's up and the same level as Free Solo, the Dawn Wall. Mm-hmm. It's considered rating wise, at least. <laughs> so it's actually interesting. So Tommy Caldwell, Tomathan. If you will, <laughs> just kidding. No, can I call you Timothy? Can I call you Tommy? <laughs> can I call you Jim? Yeah. <laughs> so, Tommy Caldwell, uh, he is actually now the current belay partner with the guy from Free Solo, Alex Honnold. Alex. Alex Honnold. So, they're currently partners now. This was before they were partners. And my fucking God, is this an interesting documentary? One of the most interesting documentaries I've ever seen. Like, more interesting than Free Solo. I don't think it was as well done Hmm. as Free Solo, like, just from a technical perspective. But just, like, story-wise, holy shit, has this guy had a life. So I'm going to go through the entire thing right here and get your reaction to it. So he started out, he was slow, kind of, you know. He uh, couldn't crawl until he was two. And... (laughs) Got into climbing. His dad was a climber bodybuilder. 
and got him into climbing. He was he took to it, was really good at it. One day he goes to a, uh, a competition to watch as a fan, right? The whole family goes to watch a climbing competition. The day before the climbing competition, they had a civilian competition. So he joined it, won. So after he won. Does the winner get to go to the. No, oh. but he won. And they're like, hey, do you you won by a lot. Do you want to join the world fucking. Imitation? How do they win by time? No, uh, it's it was lead competition. So that's by how far you get. Okay. And he made it. He was the only person who made it to the top. The summit. Yeah. So he won. So they invite him to the world. He's 15 years old. And now he's. And this is the next day. He was completely unknown. Yeah. It was the next day. He's completely just a kid right. who climbed for fun with his dad his whole life and now is invited to a world competition. And he won. The world? The world. Now he's famous. Right. Instantly. So now he's a famous world champion climber. And he gets, he meets his other, the girl who like won, or I don't know if she won for sure, but he fell in love with her. And her and the, and two other people, they get invited to Kyrgyzstan to climb these mountains in Kyrgyzstan. Turns out there's a rebel rebellion happening and they get taken as hostages in Kyrgyzstan with the rebels are being dragged along for like six days as these hostages in the armies picking off re- these rebels as they go along. There turns out there's two rebels left. One of the rebels scouts ahead. They're with the other rebel and they make a plan to like push him off the cliff because he's having trouble. And obviously they're hiker climbers. Right. So they're not having trouble. So he turns to his girlfriend and he's like, should I do this? And she's couldn't even stun, couldn't even speak. And so he just ran up and pushed this guy off a cliff at like 16 years old. <laughs> he killed someone. And so he just breaks down, you know, and now he's going to all these interviews in America back when they get back because they make it out and it just breaks down. And like he like he killed someone, you know, like what the fuck? I mean, if he wasn't, they would. It was killed. kill or be killed. Yeah. And like at the time they were like, you saved us like you saved us. And he's just like, I'm disgusting. Fuck like I'm just trying to fucking help you. <laughs> he's like, I'm disgusting. Like. How am I a person that could do that? And like, wow, that's got to affect you for your whole life. So he ends up marrying the girl, and but they're like fucked up. Both of them. They were taken hostage for six like, days, you said? Yeah, six days, no food. Like, what the fuck? What kind of story is this? And then they eventually like break up. And then he decides to like dive in even like they had climbing together. He just dives in more. And decides to do this impossible wall that no one even thought was even a possible thing to climb. And he just dives into it trying to figure it out. And then all of a sudden there's this boulder. So for those who don't know, <laughs> bouldering, no ropes, no equipment. It's just chalk bag and shoes. And you climb sh- uh, much smaller distances usually. But uh, each move is much harder than the long distance where you climb in sport climbing. So this boulder is getting famous. And he's like messages him and he says hey i'm interested in joining you and he's like all right meet me in yosemite in october okay so this guy never sports climbs or anything is now all of a sudden sport climbing this impossible wall that has never been done before 
with this guy who's like famous for climbing all these other routes in the area, <laughs> like literally famous. So they finally get to the moment where they're climbing it. And there's this one pitch, pitch 15. It's like insane. Like I can't explain it to you. You got to watch it. Like the difficulty, even me as a climber and I'm getting pretty good. Literally this one pitch would be impossible for me for at least two more years like impossible to even think about attempting and this was one pitch out of like 30 that they had to do and a pitch is like the length of your rope so 100 200 feet 100 feet usually 150 feet and there was like 30 pitches and they're all more difficult than like anything i could even close to attempt and they have to do that in a row mm-hmm and it takes them like three weeks. So anyway, so the one guy couldn't complete that. And the, after like five days, the other guy is already completed it, but he has to wait till he completes it in order to move on to the next pitch. And he couldn't. So they, the one guy decides, all right, I'm just going to belay you. You move on. The other guy makes it up like a bunch of more pitches, almost to the top. And Tommy does. And he's like, I can't do this alone. He's like, I don't want to be at the finish without you because they've been working on this for like six years now. He's like, I don't want to finish without you. He goes back down to that one pitch in order for the kid to make it who had already tried it for like five days. (laughs) And he does it (laughs) like, oh, my God. Like and they end up going back up together. And the kid is like doing all these crazy things he never done before. The boulderer and makes it and they climb it. And they finish together. Is that the Dawn Wall? Yeah. Okay. So the, the Dawn Wall. So they finish it. And only three people ever have ever done this. Those two and one other person now. And that's it. And like, what a story. <laughs> My God. Just like, even if the documentary was so dumb and stupid, <laughs> just the story itself just elevates it to one of the most interesting things I've mm-hmm. ever watched. And it just like, st- like moves at a, insane pace and just everything is so like inspiring and crazy like that what he went through yeah through his entire life it's just and he's still climbing crazy things now he's with alex honnold who's how old is he like now he's in his 40s i think but yeah at that time i think he's 30s <laughs> just 100 percent cannot recommend watching this enough it's just yeah the story is so interesting and it is well done too. the documentary itself way better than the alpinist uh, excuse me. but it's not the level of free solo quite that's the same guy that did alpinist alpinist well he did better on this one <laughs> but peter mortimer yeah like you guys should watch this it's so good how it's on you- youtube <clears throat> oh it's on, i say how did you watch it yeah it's on youtube right now for free you in like high it. quality or is it like ripped from it's on the highest quality it comes in which is only like 1080p it's, a, it's well, an actual cut it's yeah. not like someone saying no it. no no it's an actual like, movie yeah it's on youtube yeah cool yeah it's just what a story this guy went through and he's still going but yeah and he's married now and has kid with another person and all that stuff but wow and just even if you knew the entire story just watching them climb that fucking wall just makes your hand sweat my hands sweat all the time anyway. My hands sweat a lot anyway just watching this, but just like, yeah, 
one, if you're listening and you're a climber, you can't appreciate, you might probably have already seen this, but if you haven't, you should. But if you're not climber, just like the story and everything involved into it of what a human can accomplish. I mean, he's even lost a finger. Like he was told he would never be able to climb. Didn't one, another guy say he lost yeah, a finger? Yeah, you said that last week and we, ta- that was we were talking about the table saw. Yeah, it was him. Oh, and then you watched this movie after yeah. last week? Okay. Yeah, because I knew about him. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's funny. He was partners with Alex Honnold from Free Solo. So I knew about him. But just like. Was he in Free Solo? No. Okay. But like what he had to like overcome with just that, because it's literally one of the most important fingers for climbing. Finger? Yeah. That's <laughs> crazy. And so he is able to do these things that no one else can do. It's just so inspiring. And yeah, the spirit, oof, it'll make you feel things for sure. You gonna slap cool. a star rating on it? Yeah, I gave it a four and a half, only because it's not as technically well done as like free solo. But mm-hmm. yeah, it it's fantastic. 100% recommend watching. Good, good. I watch a movie known as Bliss. It's Jacob's favorite director who directed VFW. <laughs> uh, Joe Bagos. He does a good job. Um, sure. Uh, Bliss is a interesting take on a vampire film. Um, so basically... It's, she's a struggling artist that can't seem to, she's like in a, like a writer's block or like a painter's block, whatever you want to call it. Can't finish this, um, this painting that she's been working on forever. And she's like a commissioned painter. So she has like a deadline to hit, um, for this art exhibit that she has to do. Um, so she's like, can't figure it out. Uh, can't get past the, um, block. So she's like frustrated and everything. So that ends up, um, doing this drug called bliss. And it was, it's like a combination of drugs, I guess. I don't know. Um, but it's like a super hallucinogenic drug. Um, so she ends up taking this and like somehow it like ends up turning her into a vampire. So she's like, she thinks that the bliss is cause uh, the bliss is helping or she's addicted to the bliss, but in reality she's like addicted to blood and the drugs help block that. So then she doesn't crave blood if she's high. So it's like she's either sober craving blood or high out of her mind. Um, so she like ends up taking all these like drugs. So the whole movie is like very like psychedelic. Very. Um, I mean, he Joe, Joe Bagos obviously loves drugs because VFW was drug zombies. Uh, like that was like more like a zombie film. What I want to know. Did it look great, though? It would looked weird because it was filmed on like a Super 12 camera. So oh. like very old camera. So it felt like a lot of the dark scenes were like gray washed. Mm. And like some of the um, the quality I kept I kept thinking that my like my streaming was like behind. So I like what I like went to another movie to see, like on Shutter because it's on Shutter. Went to another movie to see if the quality was like it was my internet connection or something. But the movie like was clear as can be, so it's obviously was the the, the movie, film. the film itself, and it, like I said, it was shot on, I think like a super something, um, but crazy, very like intense movie, but 
um you know there's not a lot to it you know it's just it's it's a fun movie that you can you know you like have fun it's an hour 20 so it's fast as hell and the the pacing of it also helps or super 16 is what it was filmed in um the hecticness of it makes the movie fly by um interesting like like i said pretty cool take on like a vampire um you know vampire movie um but all in all it's just i'm not i don't know if i'm a i don't think i'm a joe bagos fan i don't i just think that his a lot of his stuff has like no substance to it it's just like which is fine like it's fun but it's just it's not going to give you anything that you haven't already gotten it's just it's on the screen and it's fun while it's there so um ended up at a three star for bliss it's pretty good cool it's better than a vfw i find that hard to believe but well vfw a 2.5 so we'd have to see bliss to find you out watch that Watch Bliss. Two and a half. <coughs> Maybe. I don't know. Uh, okay. I have a couple things. Um, I guess I'll start with a movie that came out this year. Um, I'm trying to cram in some more 2021 films uh, just in case there's any hidden gems out there that I missed for the top 10. So I caught up with a film called Gaia, uh, mm. directed by Yako Bauer. Um, Gaia is a horror film, uh, that has a very small cast, um, and centers around a park ranger that gets, um, kind of stranded, uh, with these people that have basically survivalists that have, um, only they've, they've stayed in nature, uh, by choice. Um, they want to live off the land and be one with mother earth, basically. Uh, so she is out there with them and then there's a little bit more uh, sinister twist on the whole mother nature angle and stuff like that. Uh, I won't get too much into the plot details. It's not, it's something that if you're interested in, I would guess I would say watch it, but um, has some annihilation vibes, has Mm. some Guillermo del Toro vibes, Mm. but it's less interesting than both of those. So clearly, (laughs) yeah, it's, um, it's okay. It's, it's just, it is a low budget film, um, but even with that that aspect, it's not it's not great in its execution. Uh, there's some interesting ideas, and it's obviously a uh, allegory for climate change and things like that, and um, kind of just how dependent we are on technology and all of that stuff. So it has an interesting message, but just the way that it plays out, I think could have been a little bit better. And I think it actually, it's very short. It's only 97 minutes, but it could have been even like 20 minutes shorter Jesus. to be honest. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's okay. It's not great. There's, there's good scenes in it, but, uh, when you string it all together, it just doesn't really work as well as I wanted it to. It so. looks good. Yeah, there is some um, great visuals and uh, practical effects. Uh, like I said, Guillermo del Toro vibes, obviously. There is the creature, the main creature that you see in the movie looks like it's ripped straight out of Pan's Labyrinth. <laughs> like straight out of it. I'm sure you can find a still image of it. Um, but yeah, that's, like I said, just string it all together. Not as good as it, uh, as it could have been or what I hoped it would be. I actually did watch the trailer for this because I'm trying to 
save time and not watch something if it doesn't look interesting. And um, right. the trailer was pretty well made because it had me interested. But yeah, all in all, interesting, but um, not great. 2.5. Uh, no, that's the girl. She gets oh. like kind of, yeah, that's like a spoiler for the ending, actually. <laughs> that's weird that it's on the poster or that foreign poster. I'll see if I can find a picture of it um, while one of you guys go. Jacob, do you have anything else? No. Okay. I have one other film, and it's a banger. I rewatched uh, Whiplash, Damien mm. Chazelle's Good masterpiece. Good one. Um, and yeah, I, I hadn't seen it since I originally watched it when it came out. What I think Kyle and I watched it back in like 2014. Oh god, I I yeah, I haven't seen it since then because I um, I just rewatched it not that long ago. Yeah, I need to rewatch star. it before yeah, before the top one hundred. You do, because like obviously we all loved it originally when we first watched it, which when we it, like I said it was like eight years ago or whatever, seven years ago, um, and I loved it then, but now that that thing oh yeah doesn't it <laughs> straight straight out. Of, uh, <laughs> Caramel del Toro, for sure. Yep. Um, yeah, loved it. We loved it when we originally watched it. Um, I think it's pretty universally loved across the board. Um, but now that, you know, we do the show, you know, we, we have a different eye for for movies nowadays. So I, I wanted to revisit it. And then my roommate's a drummer. He hadn't, he's never seen the full thing. He's only seen bits and pieces of it. So I was like, okay, let's just, let's watch this movie because... Um, it's been popping up on like cinema magic as like <clears throat> it was like one of the best low budget movies you should watch because the budget was like three and a half million for this or something. Mm. Um, and it like popped up on other things. So it's like, yeah, it's it's a sign. I have to I have to revisit it. So um, rewatched it and it is just as good, if not better than I originally remember it. Um, obviously, um, J.K. Simmons, he won an Oscar for this best supporting actor and he rightfully deserved it i mean i've always been a fan of his ever since you know like the original spider-man <laughs> when he was in the daily the daily bugle guy um i liked him then everything he does is always really good but this is definitely i my, i think my favorite role of his and I, I think that's pretty universal as well um it's just his character is so good he's like this ultra like perfectionist um you know, he wants his band to be so good to a fault where he, you know, he'll hurl chairs at people. And Neiman, why did I just hurl a chair at your fucking head? <laughs> and it's so funny. And like some of the things he says are so off the wall, but it's it's hilarious still. Um, Miles Teller uh, does an amazing job in this as Which well. He like it disappeared. Uh, he just did a movie like last year. Yeah, he's in uh, some upcoming stuff, too. Finally. Uh, he was, yeah, he definitely was in the mix for a while, um, but um, he does an Im- incredible job as well. I'm pretty sure he actually learned to play drums for this or as drum experience. I think he was, a dr- he had drummed because before. like, yeah. I mean, you can't either they did an incredible job editing or he's really good at drums. So either way works perfectly and is, is absolutely incredible. Um, but some of the the editing in terms of like the film editing where you know it'd be like this huge like you know drum run and it'd be like 
cutting between like the the snare and it'd cut to like the symbol and it cut to like Neiman's face and then just the the editing of that Damien Chazelle did in this movie was also incredible um you know just such a powerful movie and then the like the the ending when you like think that Fletcher's like turned over a new leaf and he found out that it's fucking Neiman sold him out and then he plays a song that he, they he do a brand know, new one yeah. that he doesn't know so he's trying to fill and he thinks it's over and then he just comes out and just starts ripping it and then that the 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 crescendo the very the very last like scene is so so good and it just like leaves you like breathless almost it's it's such a good incredible powerful scene and the solo or the drum fill that it's in it and like the drum solo that that um miles teller does is awesome um and then like the bond between fletcher and him like you can see it growing throughout the throughout the song and it's he ends up like respecting everything so it's just it's just an awesome incredible movie and uh, it's under two hours so there's no i get flew by this movie is it's paced so well and it just literally like next thing you know it was almost over and i was like damn it like i want it to be a little longer because of how good it is but um it's just it's an incredible film and it's not that long, right? No, it's hour forty-seven yeah. or something. But I wanted it to be longer. Yeah, like I thought because it, it's the so end good. Was perfect. <laughs> yeah, and then it's over. He's like, "I'll kill you in," <laughs> and yeah, and then they do the whole thing, and it's boop. And then you just get a he like he's great. He's like, "Yeah." Fletcher's like, like, like conducting him because he's like, it's like he got he it. respected. He's like, "Yeah, I've never had a I've never had a Charles." Whatever. Though it kind of glorifies that like that kind of thing actually works it doesn't no i don't think it yeah i mean that's the main argument like uh, remember when it's like uh, everybody loved this movie and then like there was like this huge online movement of like stop praising whiplash and the portrayal of toxic like <laughs> yeah masculinity or whatever i'm like fuck off <laughs> no it's not that because he did he got fired because of that miles teller's character also doesn't like that approach it's openly like looked on frowned upon as bad in the movie itself and miles teller goes against him and says fuck you like that i'm gonna do what i want to do and i'm gonna step all over you instead so it's like i don't i don't think i never got that vibe like it's like that it worked it was just miles saying i'm done i'm done with you trying to overstep me and like a big fuck you basically to him so um yeah, uh, gave ended up giving it a full five star banger. Cool, cool. Definitely want to revisit that. Do you very have it? Soon. I don't have it. No, I'm surprised. I I had to rent mm-hmm. it. It was a good. Re- it's a good. Um, on Prime, it's a good. Um, version of version. It. Yeah. Cool. I think it's 4K. <coughs> um, speaking of 4Ks, my copy of. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory came in the mail in 4K. How so is that? This is a rewatch um, that Obviously. I've just been <laughs> dying to get in. And uh, I did not remember most of this movie. It's a big movie from my childhood. Um, love, love, love Gene Wilder. And um, love him in this movie. But uh, it's it's funny that 
I, I would just had it held it in such high regard in my mind and watching it they don't get to the chocolate factory until like halfway through the movie yeah yeah yeah. that's the first off which was weird but i love the first half and it's so funny like there are just like these super odd scenes and like things that they put in it's a lot funnier than i remember actually yeah there's a lot of funny parts in it yeah there's sure. like a <laughs> my favorite part is uh they're finding the um hold on i have to remember this um oh okay this this lady's husband gets kidnapped and is being held for ransom and she says what do the kidnappers want and they say they want your whole supply of of wonka bars and then she's like how long do i have to think it over <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like she's not gonna give up her husband or her wonka bars because there might be a golden ticket uh oops for her husband's life basically it's just it's ridiculous and there's a lot of things in there like that um but i also found more problems with it than i anticipated and also just pretty much after uh the pure imagination like i feel like it gets uh, kind of not convoluted i guess but i don't know just there's the, the remaining children and scenes after that aren't as memorable or they don't work as well for me. Um, so it's probably closer to a four, but I'm going with Give a four and a half yeah. for the nostalgia bump. But oh, um, yeah, yeah I, th- I think it's probably closer to a four, but I still love it. And um, it looked great on 4K. A must see. Yeah, definitely. If you've never seen it, it's way better can, than Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Avoid that at all costs. Wait, isn't yeah yeah the I remake. Flipped him, yeah <laughs> yeah the Johnny Depp one was weird yeah uh okay I got one more thing and I'm gonna talk about this as a whole that way we don't have to talk about every movie but I did some prepping uh after I broke my wrist I didn't work on Friday and um I figured what the hell this would be a perfect day to uh binge watch some things and we got the Matrix 4 coming up and uh, we talked about this last week Jacob yeah you said you were gonna rewatch the trilogy. I already was starting. <laughs> I know. I was. I was. They're all on. I'm watching the first. They're all on HBO. Oh. Yeah, HBO Max. I'm mm. watching the first one tonight. I already nice. had it started. I think I'm. I was too. like, no, I'll wait. So, <laughs> I did rewatch all three Matrix movies, and I've said it before. This is my favorite trilogy. Haven't <laughs> done a premium on it yet, but nope. And that's probably well, gonna no, be a while now to, really, because yeah. I'm. Yeah, I'm not gonna want to rewatch them for a while. A premium on these, though, would be very interesting because they, like, the layers to these movies, and you can say what you will about them, there's a lot. And there's a lot to, there's a lot of theories and a lot to discuss on all of them. More than just the filmmaking and plot-wise, you could go very, very deep into these movies. Oh, yeah. And I guess that's what a lot of people don't like about the second and third one, where the first one is just such a tightly wound action movie with, like, some basic philosophy sure strong in there but it's it's in there and it kind of makes you think about uh i guess like your place in the world and uh this mm-hmm. you know like capitalism and um just being you know a cog in the machine a lot of things like that uh it brings those things to light but it's not it's not so th- laid on not laid on so thick that it uh, mm. distracts from the action and what makes it great and I, so obviously the first one is the best. 
the second and third one is where a lot of that stuff feels kind of like shoehorned in. Mm-hmm. Um, some people don't like how it's how it's said, uh, the dialogue, the exposition, things like that. Just how it's laid out there. But I do like some of that stuff, and I don't mind it how it's really laid out. And I think I actually think that these movies are more self-aware than people give them credit for. They think they're like overly serious. There's a couple examples of just like sound effects in the second and third one that are proof of that. Like the bowling pins when Smith gets, when Neo throws Smith into the other Smiths and it's bowling, literal bowling pins being knocked over. Uh, The wild West, like the, I don't know what the sound effect is called, but it's like, it sounds like it's from an old Western when um, it's, I think it's at the beginning of reloaded when the agents first arrive and Neo fights him just like things like that that make it feel like they take it to that the Wachowskis take it to that extreme level of like kind of like what they did with I guess Speed Racer and a few other movies that I haven't seen but it it kind of blends those and um, I still think they work really well Reloaded has some of the best action scenes of all time is it the second one yep uh and the third one is I view like the second and third one as more of one movie because those were made and came out in the same year. Mm. So like they were like back to back. They were like only four or five months apart in, in release. So I view those almost as the same movie. So I don't know why the third one gets like shit on so much. Like the second one takes a lot of it takes place in the matrix. The third one, a lot of it takes place in the real world, but I like that stuff. Cause again, if you view them as one movie, it makes sense to move into the real world where the where the real threat is living. So yeah, um, I just love these movies, and yeah, if we do a premium, I'm definitely down to go deeper into them. Yeah, we got down the road because I was planning on watching. <laughs> I haven't seen two or three ever. Really? Yeah. You might have to to see four. I'm gonna because I'm four is a. I didn't know they were on HBO. I, I, there's some time. there's some theories out there of what four is going to be, but I feel I like you have to know. One. Well, that was Eric. I feel like you have to know what happens in those. Oh yeah, yeah. I, so I mean, if we are going to watch the fourth one, I have to watch two and three. Yeah, and if it's your first time watching them, make sure to look up some videos afterwards because they well, they definitely went over my head for the first couple watches. I should do it after. Yeah, after you watch it. Yeah. Cool, cool. But yeah, love them all. Um, actually, bumped the third one up at when I when I came to the realization that the second and third one is just one long movie. Bumped the third one up to a five. Now, again, the first one is the best by far. The second and third one, I forgive. I can see why people don't like them, but I can forgive a lot of that because of my love for them and how many times I've seen them. There's some things that people just don't understand or get, and then like it takes a few viewings to come around on so but they all are all guilty of one thing there's at least one bad really bad green screen shot in all of them (laughs) at least one at least one (laughs) i think the third one is the is the least egregious egregious like the first one and second one have some bad green screen so it was what 99 and then 2003 uh three or four i believe let's see hold on i know the 2003 yeah the first one was 99 right Mm -hmm. 1999 Banger year. So little is that come out that comes out the twenty second, right? 
Yeah, so it's not that's not this weekend, uh, but next weekend. I mean, that wraps up our nano reviews. TM. Um, TM. <laughs> yeah, not not next week. So Nightmare Alley. We have Nightmare Alley next week, which we all want to see. Now for next week, it's also Spider Man, but uh, I not. only think I'm going to be able to see one movie while I'm gone, and because I'll, I'll be in Florida, so we're going to try to record remotely for that uh, for Nightmare Alley. And then after that, I'm coming home the day after Christmas. So we have <laughs> Matrix. Licorice Pizza. The King, Licorice Pizza. Don't Look Up will be on Netflix at that same time. Red and Rocket. And Red Rocket. Yeah, if possible. So we're probably going to have to spread some reviews out. I don't know. Next episode for sure will just be Nightmare Alley. I think we'll probably have to skip. Spider-Man as a featured review, even though it's like going to be the biggest movie of the year for sure. Um, and then we'll definitely do one for the Matrix, Licorice Pizza, and yeah, other things. We'll just have to be sprinkled in. Jacob, you have to be hyped for Nightmare Alley. Yeah, I'm super hyped for it. It I'm pretty hyped to it. I've I tried not watching trailers, but I haven't seen any. It popped up, so I saw like five seconds of it because i no, it looks really good i couldn't really tell what it was originally and i was like oh shit is this is this nightmare alley so i like looked it down but yeah it looks really good it uh, looks like super interesting to see bradley cooper in a guillermo del toro movie i'm pre-watching it as my favorite del toro movie really that's not surprising though out of it what seems he's like, done yeah for it you seems it seems like it's more my yeah, yeah yeah exactly it's up my yeah. alley <laughs> okay oh wait i did see a little bit of this trailer yeah before uh Last movie was Edgar Wright. Yeah. Oh, last night. Yeah. Last night. So, well, at least we have next week planned out. Um, after that, it's just going to be a shit show of whatever we can see and fit, you know, as many movies in as possible for the end of the year. Lots, lots to see out there. Time to cram. Yep. Let the cram jam begin. Um, okay. If you want to uh, send us a question or comment, you can email us at suds and cinema podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we're on Instagram at Suds and Cinema Podcast. I'm on Letterboxd and Untapped at the KG Project. I am on both those as JSAL517. That's JSAL517. And I'm on both platforms at Josh underscore Saldana. All right. Thanks for listening. Cheers, guys. Make a wish. Count to three. Come with me and you'll be in a world of pure imagination. Take a look and you'll see into your imagination We'll begin with a spin Traveling in the world of my creation What we'll see will defy Explanation want to view paradise simply look around and view it anything you want to do it want to change the world there's nothing to it